Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you hungry for adventure? Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold! Dungeons and Doritos, Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama, a cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at DungeonsAndDoritos.com. Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On! I'm Brian, and we're all here awake and ready to talk about gay and geeky things. I have BJ to my left. Hey, what's up? I got Oral over there. Hey, girl, hey. Eric. Howdy. And Pat. What's up? So, uh, we are here to discuss all of the recent pop culture happenings from our uniquely gay and geeky perspective. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If not, welcome back. And uh, welcome back to me, because I haven't been around in a while. So uh, He abandoned yay. us. I, I've been busy. Uh-huh. So uh, this is our everything and anything topics. We have lots to talk about. So, uh, you know, if you don't like spoilers, you may want to skip ahead, because we will be talking about certain things that uh, may or may not spoil I your enjoyment. Sk- skip ahead to where? Cause <laughs> I think we're going to spoil all the way down I mean, the show. Uh, we'll, see, we'll let you know. I feel like we just either list all the spoilers at the end and tell them to skip ahead, and then they skip right into the sh- spoilers. We'll see uh, what we do. But you'll definitely know what we're talking about. So if you hear something, you're like, nope, nope, nope. Just, you know, jump ahead a few times and you'll be fine. All right. So we start off with movies. And uh, as is our tradition, we always like to talk about the things that we've been seeing in the theaters, but also things about what we're seeing in the theaters. And so there's been some rumors and speculations about Henry Cavill. Hearsay and conjecture. Thank you. Yes. Good synonyms. Uh, about Henry Cavill's future as Superman. Now, 
Uh, what is interesting is there was definitely a back and forth about whether or not he was going to still be Superman in future movies. And as of uh, air date, and as of, or sorry, as of record date, uh, we do not know what his future is. It is unclear. Well, I have something relevant to contribute to this conversation. I figured you did. Well, all right. As of a week ago, a day ago, I watch justice league it's about damn time wow <laughs> it, i've also seen behind the candelabra and logan i saw them literally oh no the same two days. back to back is this 2017 oh no well 2013 for behind the candelabra Oof, i was gonna say that's the one with uh ben affleck no no matt damon matt damon, damon. i always matt do that sorry damon. so yes okay i saw justice league um Justice League is not terrible, but it's not good. <laughs> it's it's not bad. Right. But it's not good. No. And I don't blame Henry Cavill. Like, I don't. It is no. not. He's no. not the problem. No, no, he is no, no, he definitely, he definitely so is not. For him to continue to be Superman, that is fine. I think his portrayal of Superman and a conflicted, updated Superman is is above passable um could you see based on the current bendis superman we'll we'll talk about later can you see henry cavill as that superman at all a little bit i feel like a little bit yes a little bit not as his superman kind of stilted so i don't get that like witty repartee that's true yeah but yes i do see him as superman like it's not i with against him is just unfounded with or without the stash too bad as i've grown up both i really wish the beard had saved oh the beard was glorious like that's the best thing they've modern dc movies have has done i think but so anyway, he is not that that is unclear. He has been toying with the social media about that, but what I believe is confirmed is he is going to be the Witcher in Netflix original is it Netflix? I think it's yeah, Netflix. It's Netflix. Uh, ne- Netflix confirmed it that he's gonna be so the I, main is, character in The Witcher. Is Geralt considered the Witcher? I have not played any of the I haven't games. either. I was gonna ask that. So that's no, a good I question. have no idea. Oh, okay. None of us have played The Witcher? No. <laughs> All I know is The Witcher gets some sexy times. Yes. Yeah. So that means we'll get at least more shirtless uh, Cavill. And The Witcher is uh, gray, I believe, in the games. So yeah. He's gray Daddy hair. Cavill. So. Yeah. Daddy. That sounds good. So other other things, less rumor and speculation, more actual uh, trailer. Uh, we have a bunch of trailers. We have, let's start with the big one, because this was, this was this sort of dropped in the middle of random craziness. It was like two or three days ago. Captain Marvel. We have finally seen some of what they're doing with her. I'm with her. Good job. Completely. Do you have a bumper sticker? <laughs> I do. Um, have we all seen the trailer? Yes. Oral? Okay, yes. good. Okay, good. Pat, you saw it, right? Yeah. So, like, is this the Carol that we want, or is this the Carol that we need? I think it's the Carol that we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't. I haven't seen much of Brie Larson in films. I hear that she she's quite good. Do I look at her and see Carol Danvers? No, no. There's not, not a either. 
there's a and not in a negative way there's a hardness to carol yes yeah and i'm not getting that but she really doesn't say much in this trailer uh we will see what happens yeah i think they went with not the safe choice but certainly a uh i don't even know because i don't know a lot of stuff she's been in but she's a name people know she was um she was in uh scott pilgrim versus the world as scott's ex yeah she was the lead Whoa. singer of clash, clash and the demon, demon head, head. <gasps> what yeah that was her i did not know that she yeah, basically both, both captain america and captain marvel were in scott pilgrim versus the world yep scott pilgrim versus the world is an amazing movie we it all is. should have seen it um She's an honorary member of Metric. That's amazing, and I did not know that. Yep. I'm much happier now about this. But anyway, <laughs> I agree, Oral. Her uh, Cap- uh, Carol is very hard, Air Force, and working in the military-industrial complex. I know a lot of Air Force, and they're very... Yeah, there's a certain thing, and I don't think she has that. So far, she seems wistful. A little bit. And and But maybe hanging out with aliens will do that to you. We'll see. But like I said, we haven't seen it. I'm not judging it. Did you like the de-aging of uh, at least uh, Samuel Jackson? It's fine. I yeah. thought it looked good. I mean, if you didn't tell I mean, me. we don't crack. So oh, this right. whole de-aging <laughs> thing. It's like you just you dye his hair, <laughs> give him a or give him a wig. I guess Colson will be the real test. Oh, oh he was God. he, he was in the trailer. Bad. He didn't look. Yeah, bad. he looked. He I mean, but beep. he looked a lot beep. younger. Beep. Don't worry, we're just bringing in Colson Spackle. Beep. <laughs> beep. <laughs> um, they did. Uh, Pat, I think, pointed this out. The uh, when we were watching, they did show uh, her uh, mohawk in one of the alien scenes some people were complaining they didn't think they saw it yeah i mean it's the fin it's in when they uh the show were in the full kree outfit with the mask on mm-hmm. yeah so that's and, cool and pseudo binary yes that's awesome for those of us who remember binary or the brood saga <gasps> oh wow deep cut so uh another trailer that came out was girl in the spider's web with an entirely new cast I don't know what that is. No, it's the it's, but it's the same actress from the. Nope, no, it's, it's not. not. Nope. It looks just totally different. Like her. This one is Claire Foy, who plays the queen in the Queen. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. Um, oh wow! And and this is a movie about something. Did, did you ever see the girl with the dragon tattoo? Oh, okay. So it's the it's the sequel. Sequel, yeah. sequel to that. Yeah. Yep. 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 I thought they did that a while ago. Nope. You would have thought. Yeah. Well, they actually did the whole trilogy in, what's the native? Sweden? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Sweden. In Sweden. There's a whole trilogy of it. So, and it's not Fincher, because Fincher and pretty much everybody else left that. So, Daniel Craig was in it, not, not now. Anyway, the trailer looked good. I'm I don't know the books at all, but I do enjoy that first uh the, Americaniz- Americanization. I did not watch the originals. The books are pretty standalone. I've I've read the books. Um cuz Daniel Craig's character I don't think really comes back. Well, he kind of came back as a smaller role, but yeah. I, I don't know. But um the uh I was I'm shocked it's not the same girl cuz she looks just like her. They did a good from job. From the first one. They good did a really good job. Oh, it's a punk girl punishing terrible men. I'm Basically, all about it. Yeah. So <laughs> It's 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 in a very important time right now, I think. Um, and then Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I watched this trailer today. I think it's trash. I, I actually, once I saw the trailer, I was less apprehensive about it. Yeah, I, same here. You're wrong. I, I figured that, okay, there's 
seems like there's more of a plot device mm-hmm. to actually get them on the internet. So here's is the this thing: a new, is this a new trailer? Yeah, yeah. A, new, a new trailer dropped. I think two or three days. So ago. here's the thing: the original Wreck-It Ralph was great because it did not try to do the internet. It tried to be a very standalone movie about retro gaming, but not just retro, other gaming. And it told a really good story. And I'm not saying this isn't going to have a good story. It probably will. I mean, they're good creators. I know. I trust them. But this, the trailer is, just looks like it's just Disney porn and meta commentary. I mean, so much meta commentary that they have a character that like is like, oh, well, we, we wanted to call it Wreck-It Ralph. Or we wanted to call it, um, oh, Ralph saying. He's like, I, it should have been Ralph wrecks the internet. Because that's his thing. And they're like, oh, you're not wrong. I mean, it's just, it was too much on the nose meta. I don't know. And the Disney princess stuff, I know a lot of people are going to love that. I don't. It's just too much. I don't know. I was disappointed. I love the Disney part, though. I know you do. A lot. I, of- both of you do, former and current cast members, but uh, still. But I, I, my thing is that at least... You've got, I mean, because Disney does have to pander somewhat to their very frightening do fan they? base. They, they do, they do it. They have especially been doing it a lot with the more meta, meta movies. Like, there's always something in the background that's like a reference to like Disney culture. Uh huh. Um, I will agree that it's a bit much. Like, they don't, they don't have to really try to do it. And they're on top of on top of it being something that's super easy to do. They're kind of piling more on top of it. What interests me though is that they actually show other games on the internet, and we're just getting like the stuff that the Disney fans want to see. And they I wanna... hope that's the trailer is just putting all that out there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 excited, and I'm excited to see like there's because there was no real clear cut antagonist in the first one till the big reveal closer to the end. Right. And I'm very interested to see what they do cuz Disney's been kind of knocking it out of the park with some of the antagonists for the for the newer films. They're kind of un- unexpected. Like I don't see them ever coming in Pixar because uh, Pixar always just makes me feel bad in general. Um but I'm I'm excited to see like what what they do with it. I've learned to not trust trailers in this sort of No, you're right. Because because yeah. they don't even use footage that's in the trailers in the movies anymore. I mean, it's a mix, right? Yeah, yeah, it's usually a mix. Because they're cut early, and then the movie may change direction, and yeah, that happens all the time. Exactly. But still, it just felt like Disney chum. I don't know. I was disappointed, but I'll still see it. There was another Disney trailer that dropped this week. What? Mary Poppins Returns. So I did not see that. It made me a little less apprehensive about the movie, because I've been... I'm glad these trailers are making you less apprehensive. Well... Like, in general, I feel I like your life par- is less stressful. Yes, because right. ever since they announced the new movie, which is a sequel, it is not a remake. Right, it's like 30, 40 years later or something? Uh, I think it's like tw- um, 20. I mean, the kids are in their 20s, late yeah. 20s. They're in their okay, late 20s. Okay, so maybe like 10, 15. Yeah. yeah. Um, nothing looks bad about the casting, I guess. Is or... Lynn Manuel Miranda uh the chimney sweep that yes. was yes. Dick, yes. Dick Van Dyke? Yes. yes. Okay. And Dick Van Dyke's in the movie. He what? is. What? Oh, yes. well. He he basically played I mean he looks exactly like the bank manager he played in the first one. He wasn't the bank no, manager. No, he wasn't he was he was the chimney sweep in he the first one. Chimney... He was the chimney sweep, but he was also oh. in makeup oh. as the bank manager. You're Holy right. shit. Oh my god, I always forget that. You're right. Oh, huh. totally. Yes. And That's... so now, naturally, he looks like he did in makeup. <laughs> that is fantastic. Order. I That's need to watch the trailer. Yeah. They are and they have a the animated sequence in this one is, is hand drawn again. 
beautiful. So it looks gorgeous. And uh, the music uh, did uh, Miranda do the music? Who did the uh, music? I don't think he did, but I don't. Or know. do they? I don't know. Who they did. have songs though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because be the books didn't, and then um, the brothers. Uh, I forgot their names, but they came in and they they yeah. musicalized it. What? what yeah, I, which she wasn't happy about. No, yeah. totally not. What I like though is that uh, her snark is back. Like uh, Emily Blunt portrays Mary Poppins like like one of them like uh, Michael As a cunt. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Michael, I would say she's a bitch. Oh, just back off a little bit. My, Michael, Michael's kids are like. Like, are you here to watch us? Oh and my god! I was—I literally gave you guys the best Missy Elliott setup, and that's the best you can do. God damn it! I'm sorry. Aurora. <laughs> I'm sorry. We disappoint you. We're terrible. Always and forever. Oh, I'm used to it by now. I just... <laughs> Why aren't you, Oral? But um, no, it's the like it. It looks it looks really really good. I was apprehensive about it also. I had a question, and now it's gone. All right, we'll move on. So, any of the trailers? Going once? That's it. Television. So, um, we have shows that some of us have seen. Oh, wait a minute. No. Oh, we oh wait, wait, wait. A, Roll a back. Trailer. What? What? I am so excited for Netflix's Chilling Adventures of <gasps> oh, oh, shit. Oh. I completely right, forgot about so that. So, we're moving into television trailers, and that's good, too. Uh, what do you like about the trailer? It looks amazing. Um, Kiernan Shipka was my favorite character on Mad Men besides... Um, Who did she play? She played um, Sally. John Hamm's daughter. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Been a while. Um, seeing her as Sabrina, seeing this sort of really dark Riverdale take, and I've seen Riverdale. I think it's, it's good. I'm so behind in everything that I'm not watching. Girl, me too. But I think they've, they're doing a very faithful adaptation of the comic books. In the sense where... They didn't put it in the 50s, I know that. No. But you get a sort of, this may be modern, but it has a retro look to it. Yeah. And that, to me, it, it, to me is, is super fine. What is that called? It's like Dark Deco? It's kind of like dated, but there's modern technology and stuff yes. like that? Yeah. Yes. So Gotham? Yeah. Slightly, yeah. Ish. Um, I think it works. I thought that trailer was brilliant. It's phenomenal. And goth kids and homosexuals everywhere are going <laughs> to be watching this. I'm I'm over the moon. I, I'll never get another comic book again, but I'm over the moon for this year. Oh my god, seriously? That's the ridiculous part of that book. It's a great book. And I talked to the uh, artist, uh, Heck. I forgot his first name. Hack. Hack. He is super young, adorable, this like burly little redhead guy. And like basically, he's like, "Yeah, I'd love to do more, but um, you know, my writer's a little busy running everything at Ar- at Archie." Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> but his style is so unique and so throwback. It is. It's it's delightful, and I I just feel bad because I he's like this is like one of his first big books. Like he got the gig, I believe, from like Tumblr or like you know having stuff online and somebody saw it and referred him. Yeah, it was his online portfolio, I believe. And 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 poor guy is like I mean I hope he's doing other things, but I haven't you seen You know, anything. he's been doing other Has other, he? other okay. covers, yeah. Well, he, covers, but I mean hmm. I think uh right now he'll be another Fiona Staples where oh, you know. Um he's doing covers, everyone loves these covers. And then he'll get on another book that'll pop, and he, he deserves needs to. it. He totally does. Yeah, the, absolutely. The, the book is good. Now, I did not get to see 
uh, Michelle Gomez. I don't think she was in the trailer as uh, the the the, ma- the main Miss, big bad, Miss Madam Satan. Satan. Madam, Madam Satan. Satan. I'm very excited about that. I'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's a te- television trailer, but there has other been other shows. As my phone decides to not open up, um, what are you guys thinking? What's what's your exciting television? Let's go around and pick one show that we are loving. And then we can all chime in if we're watching it. BJ, go. American Horror Story Apocalypse. It is absolutely fucking insane. Um, Why? Well, so so out the gate, like the first 20 minutes of the episode, the world ends. Like the apocalypse happens within the first 20 minutes of the episode. And they do... They do a pretty decent job of like pushing that whole hopelessness. You've got people committing suicide. You've got you've got people shooting people on the street. Um, the one of the characters you follow, Coco, um, filthy rich insta celebrity. Um, she was on the most previous uh, the cult. Yes, as uh, Billy Eichner's like wife ish person. Yep. yep. I don't know that actress. Is she in other stuff? I mean, she's been in a ton of other stuff. I, I just can't remember specifically but yeah, if you watch cult it was her but um uh but her family is kind is you know filthy rich and she's told that they have a they have a bunker that that her family's put money towards but her family's in china so that it's too late for them um so she goes her hairdresser whose grandmother is oh my gosh what's joan her name collins. Joan, joan collins and the hairdresser is evan peters yep so is Joe Collins played Joe Collins, or is Basically. she a character? Well, she's pretty much playing Joan Collins. I mean, they, there's a cute little line about burnt champagne. Okay. Um, they uh, and then you've got uh these two other younger characters that are have been selected for the same type of uh, bunker. Well, you're leaving off Billy Lords, who is, oh yeah, Billy Lord, who's uh, um Coco's, Coco's assistant. Yep. Yep. And then yeah, they they so so the world ends, and and Coco's boyfriend Billy Eichner. Uh, doesn't quite make the plane. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so they fly out to this secret bunker. They're taken in, but he's building other episodes, so we'll probably get Stacy. So this again. is what's interesting about this show. So I've only seen the first episode. I know the second one is out. They are billing this as the big tie-in between Coven and uh, Murder House, mm-hmm. but so far there's only slight like references to this. Well, there's Michael Landon, right? But I yeah. mean. That's sort of a not most of that season. In fact, you don't see that incarnation. You see a baby. Yeah, you see him as a kid. But and then I guess in the second episode, I mean, again, we're spoiling. Uh, what's his name shows up? The little latex uh, bondagey guy, Rubber Man. Rubber Man. So I mean, a lot of these actors and actresses from those seasons have been um, uh, listed as cameos, or we thought they would be on the series, like, you know, big, you know, full-time, whatever. So I'm wondering if there's going to be flashbacks, or the world isn't quite as bad as it looks like. They, they or... always flip the script in episode five. Episode five is the episode where they, they either flip something, or there's a big reveal. So usually, episode five, we'll probably get a flashback. For um, all those characters. My question is because I recorded it on my beta DVR through an app that shall not be named. <laughs> and then they told me I couldn't cast that hoe. So I haven't seen shit. But has Coven shown up yet? No. no. Oh, okay. I still got time. You're, you're good. Yeah. Um, so. But all the all the characters are... You have like... You have, very, you have stark contrast in characters this season. Um... You've got uh, Kathy Bates' character is a little bit more militaristic, and I love her character. I do like her character a lot. Um, 
but you've got the the so, rich people in the bunker. You've got the people that have been selected for their genetics. Um, and so then they wear purple. Yep. They're, and then the servant class wears gray. Purples and grays. Worker and ants. Sir, uh, Sarah Paulson's character, Madame, Madame uh, Venerable. Venerable. Like she's like the headmistress of this uh, this bunker that is broken away from this collective thing. And then that's where Michael Landon shows up and is kind of trying to rein rein him back in. Yeah, she's kind of so. gone off script and she's all types of crazy. And I actually like her. I, I like the fact that everybody's been tweeting time for another season of Sarah Paulson running and screaming. Wow. And she has it's gone a couple episodes. I'm so, sure she's going to do it at some point. Supposedly this in this series, this season, she will play three characters at least. Yeah, because she plays her coven character, her murder house character, and then this Madam Venerable. So yep. it'll be I, I am. So what I think about this series is delightful that they basically have like not trolled, but like they're messing with expectations, which I do enjoy. Also, this is Fallout oral. This is American Horror Story Fallout. Pretty okay. much. So yeah. so far, at least. And. There's throwbacks to like uh, the the plague, you know how they had the doctors with the the beaks, so they're like uh, their gear when they're out in the yeah the radiation gear. Yeah, it's like that beak looking thing. So like, there's like nice little touches, but uh, some people are saying it's kind of like the uh, what is it uh, the the post apocalyptic kids lit. Um, oh fucking hell! What the hell is the stupid movie where they uh, Prue, not Prue. Anyway, doesn't matter. Post-apocalyptic, exciting uh, kids' uh, adventures. So, let's skip Oral and go to Eric. What's your favorite television? <laughs> so, I just binge-watched... Uh, well, I don't know if I'd call it my favorite, but I did just binge-watch The Dragon Prince, which is on Netflix, and it is by the same writers as Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, the, the story is well written and very good. I like the characters. Um, there's a lot of parallels to the Avatar story and the characters and what's going on. Um, but the animation style is just awful. I wouldn't necessarily say that the character design is bad, but the animation no, itself. Yeah, the character is just design bad. is great. I actually really like the character design, but the animation is just like, like think of somebody's class project for new grounds back in like 2004. Like yeah. that's, that's what it kind of looks like. So you think like low frame rate kind of, yes, yeah. not as detailed in the backgrounds. I mean, and you can see where some characters like, you know how an avatar, they have those kind of like anime ish expressions or they, they make a really weird face when somebody does something odd. Yeah. Like, you see where you see what expression they're going for, and it's just off. Like it's just everything they they do is a little off, and it's so it's just it's jarring. Yeah, but there uh, more ties back to Avatar is one of the main characters, one of the human princes, is voiced by the uh, voice actor from of Sokka from Avatar, and yeah. So so, did you finish it? I did. I think and it's so only... It's 6, 12? What, how many? Less than 10. Okay. I want to say like 8 or So nine. do you think they're doing like a second season quickly? It'll probably get a second season. It, I don't it keeps it. going? Like there's yeah. A, okay. Yeah. I mean, these guys have a good deal, I think, with Netflix. So uh, it sounds like this is one of several projects. In fact, they announced the live action uh, Avatar. Oh, yeah. The Last Airbender. 
open the gates. It's live action. Close the gates. <laughs> it's done by the original creators. Open, open the, the gates, gates a little. little. <laughs> <laughs> it's cautious optimism. Yeah. Everybody, the entire fandom's got cautious optimism. Well, I am excited because I have yet to watch the entirety of the Air- Avatar: The Last Airbender. Really? You I, should do that. I. It's a hole in my. Yes, I, I agree. I should watch it, but. Maybe I'll watch the live action and then contrast it. I don't know. We'll see. So, Pat, what do you? What is your television choice? I don't really have any right now. Fall TV hasn't started. Um, I've just been rewatching Good Place, getting ready for that, and uh, Great British Bacon Show, which we did an entire episode on. And um, you did watch Iron Fist season two. Yes, I did. <laughs> no one else has seen it, so. It's not really worthy of talking about if it's just me talking about it. But did you like it? It was fine. All right. I liked season one, so. I mean, well, I thought season one was fine, so. I'm apparently in the minority about uh, Iron Fist. I definitely need to also watch that. And season two. And Punisher. Oh, my God, there's so much. You haven't done Punisher or um, Luke Cage. Uh, yeah, I haven't done Luke Cage season two. I haven't done Jessica Jones season two. I haven't. And Daredevil season three comes out October. It's either the 16th or the 19th. They just dropped the teaser trailer for that. It should be the 19th. They come out on Fridays. Okay, yeah. So it'll be it'll be the 19th, and it's definitely the Shadowland storyline. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's, very, huh. it's very along those lines of Matt Murdock is like, had enough. And is like, Matt, Matt Murdock is dead, long live Daredevil, I'm going to beat some heads in. Because Shadowlands is not the best Daredevil story ever. No. So I'm interested to see how to they... To see how they adapt it. And they, yeah. I think uh, Bullseye is, in fact, finally making an appearance. Whoa, okay, that's big. So does, does Fisk show up, or do they show... Uh, they haven't... They The trailer is pretty much just a lot of... The two trailers they've released um, uh, for Daredevil is just Matt Murdock uh, having a monologue. And that's it. They're very kind of hush hush about everything involved with season three. Bring oh. back Daddy Kingpin. I was gonna say, I'm I... pretty sure Daddy Kingpin's coming back because in season two, he's. I think he started to suspect that Daredevil and Matt Murdock are the same person. Yeah, they they need to bring that back. Uh, my television choice, if I may, I have two. How dare you? I know. I'll keep them quick. So, uh, I have very much enjoyed Castle Rock. If you are familiar with the works of Stephen King. Uh, and you like the sort of short stories, especially you want to watch Castle Rock on Hulu. It takes the world of Stephen King and boils it down into this very mysterious, ominous kind of story. Uh, it's got the actor from It, who's a Skarsgård, but whose first name escapes me. Uh, he plays this interesting sort of captive character who may or may not be the devil, uh, and it's got uh, a bunch of other cameos that are awesome. And it's only 10 episodes, I believe. So uh, if you like that world, if you like that ominous dread, if you like Maine. Is he making <laughs> deals with people? <laughs> Is that an it reference? No, that's a needful thing. I was wondering. Uh, okay, yeah, no. yeah, I was either thinking that or Once Upon a Time. So. There, there are references to needful things. It, uh, The Shining. Like. Like they pull in uh, Cujo. There's a lot of references, and I heard it's I heard it's supposed to be an anthology. So like the next season's supposed yeah, to be. Pretty... That's what's confusing to me because I finished it and I went, huh, at the end, and then I went, well, um, okay, I guess there's a new season, and I can see one way they would tie it together without spoiling anything because I feel like this is something you 
you want to experience. But um, there is an episode, I think around six or seven, where they flip the script, if you will. They take your expectations and they dance all over them. But uh, anyway, if you like Stephen King, you probably are going to love this. Then uh, Letter Kenny uh, is something I've been sort of working through slowly on Hulu as well. This is a commercial for Hulu. Um, this is a Canadian show. It's it's not a sketch comedy show, but there are very well-defined kind of characters. And um, if you like Kids in the Hall, but you want more deadpan, I guess, then this is probably a good show for you. Uh, it makes fun of hockey. It makes fun of, well, Canada in is many it, ways. Is it like a sitcom or like a sketch comedy sort it's of thing? It's not a... I hate to say it's sitcom because it's very... Um, Single camera, it's very, you know, I guess it's sort of like a modern family, but uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess if modern family is a sitcom, but think a little more deadpan, I, I don't have an American show I can draw a clear line to. If you Google uh, Letter Kenny, L-E-T-D-R-E, Kenny, K-E-N-N-Y, um, there's a cold open that you'll see. They do these all the time, I guess, for a lot of the episodes. And it's like, it's very good indication of what the show is like. Um, and it's not always hilarious. There are times where it's very serious, but um, overall, it's it's great. It's a great show. Okay. Uh, my brother actually recommended it to me and uh, played me the cold open, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, so, yeah. huh? uh, let's move on then from television. We uh, like to uh, dig into some of the gaming developments. So uh, I have uh, been kind of out of the gaming loop. I think, BJ, you're probably the most up to speed on this. Um, did you actually watch the Nintendo Direct video? Yes. Yes. So, I sat down with some friends and we um, and took a peek at the Nintendo Direct I on think this a is YouTube. the biggest, like, bunch of stuff. And there's a lot of good stuff in here. There is a lot of... There's a lot of stuff to unpack from the Direct. Um they, I'm not a big Animal Cross player. They announced um, one of uh, another a- uh, Animal Cross character for Crossing, um, huh? Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing. Um, whatever. It's it's a day job in your video game life. <laughs> um, <laughs> pay off your house. Do you like crafting? Do you like the game of life? You're gonna love Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, they announced another uh, Animal Crossing character for Smash Brothers. Isabella. Isabella. Rosalini. Which a lot of people are going nuts for. Nope. I'm not an Animal Crossing fan. Yeah, because so. apparently, I don't know, I guess once your character leaves, she's the mayor of the town. Oh, okay. I don't know. That, uh, that's what Tumblr tells me. Spoilers. They've got um, Luigi's know. Mansion 3, which <gasps> I'm very, very, very excited about. Very excited. For the, for Switch. the Switch, yeah. And yeah. they're re-releasing uh, Luigi's Mansion, the first game, for the 3DS. Yes. Every contrarian is happy about that. Everybody else doesn't give a fuck. There he is. There Wait, he is. what? Is it really? Give me Drybone's Dangerous Adventures. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't even know what that is either. It's <laughs> like King Mario's Sovereignty. I just want games with my favorite characters. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, we've got a. Uh, they're doing a re-release of Mario and Luigi's Inside Story, but it also has a little. It has a little um. Has a it has a side story um, for Bowser Jr. Which I don't understand how they're mixing that in. So I was very confused by this. I was also like, 
Didn't that come out? That that didn't come out for the 3DS. That came out for the old system, right? Yeah, it was the old DS. Okay. Yeah, the so old this DS. Is, that's this, what's new, and yeah. then they're adding the story. Okay. Because I watched that trailer, and I was just like, wait, what? But it looks cute. It looks very cute. And then they got some, they got some other stuff. I don't know if anybody still likes Mega Man. I what? do. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Really? They, Capcom has. You're a liar and a thief. The Capcom Seriously? has not done Mega Man justice. They, no, they're literally releasing true. Mega Man now because they have no other choice. But Mega Man 11 comes out uh, October 2nd. October but 2nd. It looks good. Like, yeah. I think they did a really I mean, good job. It looks like it's, it looks like a good Mega Man game. I mean, I'll always love the original 8 bit style. Of course. But, and, uh, Mega Man, which one was on the Super Nintendo? It X, was, Mega Man X? No, 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 no. But the... Uh, oh, the actual core? I think it was 7 and 8 were on the Super Nintendo, and I just didn't care as much for that style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this one looks good. Uh, it looks like uh, they've definitely beefed up the boss battles and such. It does look good. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, and you can uh, you can mix and match um, your um, stolen powers. So I did think that was a little interesting. You can modify um, the robot master powers you steal from their their dead bodies. Um, they've got uh, Splatoon too. I don't. I'm. I don't really know a lot of people that play Splatoon. I do, but it is a very popular game. Splatoon two's it's um, been announced. Very popular for kids whose parents won't let them shoot each other in like warfare games, ah. but they can hose each other down with paint in Splatoon. Until they fade and have to Basically. suffocate yeah, go back to the start of the Don't world. overthink it. Don't overthink <laughs> it. Is it latex paint? Because that, that could start start them on a path. I think it does. <laughs> and then we've got a re-release of Katamari Damacy, which I cannot even deal with. Wait, because why? I am excited. Okay, that's, that's what I hope. Is that a Nintendo exclusive re-release? Um, yes. Yeah, for uh, the Switch. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Well, but I mean, okay. So there's been so many repackagings of this of this game that it's all terrible. Like, well, they're not all terrible, but all this terrible. is portable. This is, I think, multiplayer. It is multiplayer. Yep. It may or may not be online. I'm not sure. Yep. Uh, but yes, I'm uh, excited. Actually, speaking of online, Nintendo Switch has launched their online service annually. I believe it's twenty ninety five uh, a year, and uh, they officially have uh, a digital console ish type thing. So original Nintendo games abound. Uh, they haven't said if there's a free game service for it. Like you get a free game every month. Um, Did they announce that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Nintendo Online, uh, it also includes online storage for your save files, um, chat, all that stuff. They did say that, I think, come September 27th, somewhere in there, you will not be able to make a new Nintendo profile. You can only have one. What? I don't understand. Um, you will only be able to have one Nintendo profile tied to a system. Okay. Um, so wait, if you have multiple people in your house that have their own things? No, it's you can still have like a, a side account. They they'll have to log into theirs, but you can only like you can't make one for your Nintendo Switch and one for your D- DS. Oh, you, gotcha. You, They're yeah. forcing them to be the same. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. Um uh and then Oh, also I forgot to mention um Xbox also has their own sort of service. 
it's essentially uh it's a two-year contract uh there's a 25 dollars a month fee which is you get a you get the system too you don't already have to have a system it's a two-year fee you get an xbox one x for 25 dollars a month um and uh, apparently you have access to their entire game library digital game library and then for $35 a month, you can get a Xbox One S. I might be flipping those. Um, for $35 a month, and apparently it lets you get the system $100 cheaper than if you bought it separately. Hold that thought. I was, I, was, I was doing some business to keep my other job. I look up. Are y'all bitches doing jello shots? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's my dinner. Girl, <laughs> what could go wrong? You and me must never part, Marquita. Oh my God! Sobriety is creeping its terrible tendrils up into my mind, <laughs> and you're just over here. Just think doing about Jello shots. Think about that's how like, clear your mind is right now. Though. That's like me eating steakums and you eating fillet. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I fucked some steakums up. You know, if they uh, still sold them in the store, ooh, they I do. Do you? What? Really? They do still sell steakums. Yeah. It might be a big lot. The magic of podcasting. So, <laughs> well, I didn't pitch a fit because I didn't have a Jello shot. Good job. Um, so Nintendo's got stuff coming out, and then DC is doing a weird uh thing where it's like comics and television. Yeah. And uh, something else. Oh my! I don't know. I bought it. I bought it. How much is it? Uh, so if you pre-ordered it, it was uh, seventy-four dollars for the whole year, which translates to about five bucks a month. Um, I don't know what the monthly price is, but I know it's definitely a better deal to pre-order it. The pre-order over? Yes, I believe. Oh motherfucker! Um, Supposedly, I heard if you have this and you go to New York Comic Con, you get things. So I don't oh. know. I don't know. But I'll I give you my login. I would appreciate that. One of the uh, the big selling points, I think, right now is Jeff Johns' is, uh, Titans is going to be on there. Yep. So, um, are we calling that a selling point? Well, so here's the thing. Batman. I <laughs> did not like what I had seen, but I realized and heard that Jeff Johns is a very active part of it. And so I'm wondering if it's just one of those, we don't know really what's going on yet. And I, I kind of got that confirmed a little bit so i'm i'm very excited i want to watch it i really do i mean mean, i've already gone on and there was they do have uh because it released on batman day um so so all that stuff is a dark day (laughs) a dark lonely day where i was abandoned (laughs) i left a fan for myself which is why during walking dead day aka october 13th aka orlando pride i told them bitches i wasn't working as I well, live downtown, you, you and it's a not. holiday. Exactly, it's our holiday. So, um, but but they have. Like it though? What do you like? Um, so far it's pretty good. I I have been out of DC Comics for a while. Side note: Do neither of you know how to take Jello shots? Like nobody. I mean, Patrick did, but you know you. Oh, take that your is. I don't do it, Brian. Well. That is tragic. I've I just, never been good at this. I just use my finger. No, that's disgusting. What? I do that too, Eric. It's okay. That's disgusting. Oh, you poor, you poor, poor children. You take my your tongue, tongue is not long enough to reach the bottom of the cup. That's oh, what I heard. Not long enough to reach the bottom. Stick out your tongue. That's enough. 
You're doing it wrong. Oh. Oh, You no. know what this... That means bad oral skills. That's what that means. That is oh. not true. <laughs> That's not how this works. I said what I said. That's not, That's how, any not how any of this works. There are, some, there are some gentlemen under the dock that would say otherwise. No. It's true. He is queen of the dock. All right, so back to... Uh, <laughs> Which apparently that show did happen. We just missed it. What? I think it might have been on Thursday, though. I was talking to somebody. Curses. Oh, I was talking to Brian in oh. Chicago about it, and he mentioned it. So... DC Universe Live, possibly worth it. We'll report back. It's all right. Um, Titans, more stuff. Titans is releasing October 14th, I believe. And um, Young Justice Season 3 will be releasing January 14th. See that a lot? Not on Netflix? No. A lot of people. Will... Yeah. The DC, the, D, uh, the DC streaming service is going. All their. A lot of their um, original series are just going to be on there. The Their new Swamp Thing series. Uh, which is supposed to be hard R. Um, that's going to be on there. Doom Patrol. They're going to do live action Doom Patrol series. Um, that's going to be on there. Which um, who is it that's playing Robot Man? That that's somebody I famous cannot be No, no. I mean, he could play a robot well. I'm sure. Um, but it was a pretty big get, I think. Who's played robot? You're right, and I don't remember who it was, but I did see the uh, EW. Phoenix. No, that's another. Thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a video <laughs> test. Like that's not anything. I don't care. Tommy <laughs> was. A... Oh my god, that would be amazing. All right, let's move on. So it was Brendan Fraser. Really? Yeah. Okay. How was that a big yes? <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, <laughs> for Doom Patrol. He's... I stand by what I said. I don't understand why you make me repeat myself. Which Doom Patrol is supposed to be a spinoff from Titans. So yeah, oh, that works. <laughs> if you like what you are hearing, eh. us discussing our respective uh, enjoyment of television and jello shots, you should check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. We have a Tumblr store, right? Yeah. Okay. And all other social media platforms, we are all up on uh, flameonshow.com we have little chicklets at the bottom you can find all of our little social media presence is and if you're enjoying this effort and this show and your name is not Ron not that we don't appreciate you of course please feel free to go to patreon.com slash nerdy show where you can donate and help us keep the lights on in the uh, flame on cave and keep us uh, you know uh, in the jello shots and microphones what 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 I like better to think way? That Braymon has a fjord. A fjord. <laughs> I think that's possible. I don't know. So uh, yeah, please check us out on uh, on flameonshow.com and you can uh, help us out. So we are talking about things that we like to listen to. This is a segment. What are you listening to? What's in your ear hole? I don't know. We'll come up with a better title, but um, we'll go it's around. What the... you're listening to? What you listening to? I like the ear hole thing though. Can we change it? All Why right. do we always end up talking about holes with you? Why are you asking me that question? I don't know. Why aren't you asking me? Oh! oh! I don't even know I'll what do this you means. Better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, sorry. Um, did you guys see that? Uh, oh, God. What was the little uh, My Sharona, but with uh, Thanos from Infinity War? No. yelling Gamora <laughs> it was really funny I'll find it I'll post B-b-b-b-bye. it Gamora. yeah basically 
So it was the honest trailer for Infinity that's War. That's what it was. I knew we watched it. Okay. Uh, it was great. You should watch it. So what are we listening to? I'm going to go around the room again, but we're going to start with Pat this time. And then we'll see what we're doing. This is books or not books. Well, books on. Uh, I almost said books on tape. But Book you, know what I mean. tape. you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, podcasts, albums, you know, you got it. I will go with uh, the new song by Kesha. Here comes the change. It's from the motion picture on the basis of sex. Uh, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg film that'll be coming out. Uh, amazing political rally and cry. Uh, the official lyric video that dropped with the song is quite honestly amazing. Um, as I've said before, there's a queer revolution that is happening. And Janelle Monet and Kesha are at the forefront musically, like leading this revolution. That It's... Um, Black Lives Matter, it's um, gay, trans, um, getting out the vote. Like, it's everything just all wrapped into one. So uh, that's what I'm listening to. Eric, what about you? Um, I've talked about this podcast before, Los Culturistas, uh, which is hosted by two comedians up in New York. Um, This they recently had an episode where they interviewed Scott Thompson from Kids <gasps> in the Hall. Ooh. Oh, nice! And they did a deep dive into what it was like in his early career, uh, coming up as a gay comedian, an out gay comedian, and a lot of the backlash that he suffered coming up in the club scene. And even uh, once he got into Kids in the Hall, everything wasn't so rosy, peaches and. Cream? All kinds of stuff. I don't know. I don't know where you're going with that. I don't either. know. Peaches right? and nougat. Yeah, sure. I love Scott love Thompson so much. Peaches and cream. Yeah. Looking for peaches and. Cream. I think he was the but... Beck song. One twelve has them. They'll yes. be all right. Okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, one twelve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, side note, uh, Bowen Yang was also just hired as a writer for Saturday Night Live. Really? Uh, oh, nice. To increase uh, representation for both queer and people of color. Who is this again? I'm fine. Uh, Bowen Yang, he's a comedian up in New York. Okay. Yep. He's Sweet. on luck. He's one of the two. Yeah, he's one of the two hosts of Lost Culturistas. And that is on the Forever Dog podcast network. It is. That I had never heard of until Race Chasers came oh, out yeah, yeah, yeah. on there. And then they also recently had Willem and Alaska on. Of course they to... did, because they are a good podcasting network. They like to promote each other's shit. Yes. That's right. Good job. Uh, and Race Chasers are pretty great. Oral, what do you think? Okay. I am listening. I'm late to the game. I'm real late to the game. So, for those of you who know, like, the weirder side of me, and by weird, I mean just, like, the, the path not chosen, less chosen. I love ambient music. I love world music. Oh, girl. Get I... me excited. I love avant-garde music, and for you know, for years I've been trying to like figure out like what artists encapsulate a lot of that for me. And even though Cap gave me a roadmap, I finally got to it, and I have lost my mind over Kate Bush. Good job. I cannot believe that I have spent thirty-two years on this planet and i'm just seriously like doing deep dives going from one album to the next and then going back to the first album 
And then when I hit the third album, going back to the second to see the like progression, it is everything. This woman's work, um, of course, like everyone knows, Wuthering Heights. I'm really like kind of upset that I discovered her so late in life that I didn't see her last performance in like I think it was like 2014 because I know it's never gonna happen again. That Cap went to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I I love how just out of this world theatrical. It is, her vocals are insane, and I just, her music videos are everything. Like, when people talk about interpretive dance, like, Kate Bush gives you interpretive dance. From from her debut to still now, and by now I mean, like, six years ago, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it, I'm savoring it. it if, if you like things off the beaten path, Kate Bush is literally that. And I now get that joke from Bob Burgers where they do the like food truck um, music festival. And that one uh, performer is singing about an oil slick. Like that was Kate Bush and I didn't get that joke. No. Deep cut. I didn't get that either. (laughs) So uh, Cap told me the same thing. I think kind of gave me the same roadmap because we had the same kind of, you know, perspective so hounds of love has been the thing i've been listening to a lot and i know you haven't watched pose yet however one of the songs from hounds of love and i will not tell you which is featured very prominently in that first episode so when you get to that you're gonna love it okay i just yeah i'm so happy i'm so happy right now like one night i got home i was gonna make like these ribs and i was thinking i'm like this is gonna take like an hour and a half but I do have these um, pre-made frozen British meat pies. And Brian, I saved that um, last batch of like homebrew beer that you had. Mm-hmm. I saved that. And so I made those meat pies. I drank that beer and I sat in my room and watched Kate Bush music videos. <laughs> and it was... What a delightful evening. Oh, Immersion. It was. it was. So that is what I'm listening to at the moment. Can Good I job. just jump in with, I don't know why it made me think of it, but uh, Florence of the Machine just released a new single uh-huh. that is a cover of Tori Amos's Cornflake Girl. It is fantastic. Ooh. Oh, wow. I, need to I, I don't know why Kate Bush made me think of that, but. Eh, Tori and Kate have a similar-ish thing. I would say a tradition. Yeah. Tradition. Yeah. Altos. Tradition. Did you like tradition. it? Tradition. I only listened to part of it. I just <laughs> I just knew the title. I will tell you that um, being a big Tory fan and having even played some of the Cornflake Girls, my favorite Tory song, it's very safe. Like their adapt- adaptation was very traditional. Like they didn't do anything crazy, but that's okay because it's such a like singular song sound that you you got to get. Mm-hmm. Every cover I've heard is uh, is very similar. Anyway, BJ, what about you? Hey, um, so I have been listening to Todrick Hall's new-ish album. Um, it's called Forbidden, and it's pretty fantastic. Like, I mean, most people are familiar with Todrick Hall stuff, his music videos, like parody videos, all that sort of stuff. But this album is like a fucking banger. Like, the the song Type is fucking amazing. Um, that one's really good. Um, and then there's a song called Wanted. 
Uh, that's probably my favorite song on the entire album. Uh, but then he also did like a like an hour long kind of movie music video thing, um, which shows a world in which being a person of color and gay is the dominant person. Um, and it's very unapologetic. And I know he caught a lot of crap for it. Like some songs, people say that he's misrepresenting the community. Other songs uh, say that he's he's um, misrepresenting the black community. And it's just very him doing him. But um, it's got some really, really good songs on there. And the genres are all over the place. You've got kind of a musical tap type number on there. My question is, is that the album um, that has Dem Beats on it? Yes. Ooh, see, that's my, ooh, that song. Yes. If you are hitting the wall and it is 91 degrees outside and you still have 40 minutes of running left to do, them beats will get you through it. Yeah, them beats. Mm-hmm. But, um, so if, uh, if it's on Spotify, so it's, if it's, it's, I think it's everywhere. It's on Spotify, iTunes, uh, and, uh, definitely look up, uh, Tadric Hall Forbidden, um, YouTube. It's like a on YouTube. It's like a I think it's like a one hour video featuring most of his uh, album. He did that with his last album too, didn't he? Not really. Stra- I mean, straight out of Oz, he did like redid the music videos, but there wasn't like a cohesive story. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this one has like a cohesive story and everything. It kind of makes me think of um, Xanadu. The <laughs> a little bit. It it's like I'm sorry, Xana don't. <laughs> it's like a very it's like a very politically uh fueled version of Moon the Moonwalker video. Gotcha. Yeah. It's but it's it's pretty fantastic and it's very unapologetic, so people be getting shot in the streets and stuff. So This is America. It's oh. yeah. So I will give a uh shout out to a friend of mine, uh Jared, uh aka Pressure Wave. His group, the Interplanetary Acoustic Team, uh, is uh, they just put out a new album and they're actually having a uh, live performance here in Orlando on Tuesday. Uh, this will come out before that or after that performance happens, but don't worry about it. Um, if you look up uh, the Interplanetary Acoustic Team, their album 1111, which is, I believe, their only album, uh, is out. It is pretty much, or I think you'd enjoy this too. It's synthesizer craziness some spoken words some sung jazzy improvisational folk music Ooh. yeah it's it's a little less ambient than i might normally prefer um but it's it's good it's fascinating and i guess one of the um parts of the band uh it's a lot of his um dealing with his wife's death and trying to process certain things about that and uh yeah, I'm very excited to see the concert. Um, but the uh the group is here out of Orlando and they formed to do this album. I assume they will be doing more stuff, but uh it may or may not be its own special project. But it's really cool, and if you're into into any of that stuff, you should check it out. Of course, I also want to give uh honorable mentions, if I may. Uh I've also no. been enjoying really. <laughs> I've been enjoying the podcast I mentioned earlier, Race Chasers, with uh, Willem and Alaska. Although Willem tends to drive me in crazy, and she's very insensitive. Let's just say uh, can be a little. Uh, did blunt. you Did you know that she is in a Star Is Born? I did not know that. I did know Who she isn't was in the new her. Her and Shangela are both. Oh, well, that's cool. Oh, she and like I don't I don't dislike Willem at all, but like. She's done some things recently. She said some things that I think are a little insensitive in the climate 
about trans people and some other stuff. I don't know. She 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 is she speaks first and then thinks about it later. And this is evident on the show somewhat too, whereas Alaska is a little more reflective and I don't know. There there are times where I want to throw things at, at Willem through the podcast speaker. Um but that's okay. She's still entertaining. And uh if you are a fan of Mr. Robot, the newest soundtrack came out from Matt Quayle. And if you do like ambient electronic, uh that music is amazing. Stop judging me. I haven't started yet. I'm behind in everything. Girl. Get on it. I'm behind in everything. Uh finally, one more real quick. Uh if you're a fan of Legion, uh if you know season two, they moved away from some of the ambient electronics. I need you to stop looking at me about shows that have amazing soundtracks that I haven't watched. Yet. It's okay. You'll get to it. Uh, but what they did is they released a covers album because in season two, they did a lot of covers of different songs. And in fact, one of them is co- the bad wolves version of zombie, because if it is, I'd rather just commit suicide. No, 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 no. These are good. Um, they're all in the show too. I mean, they're all, these are all from the show itself, but they do a Superman cover. That's amazing. Behind Blue Eyes is probably my favorite because it is actually a very important part of the the plot of the show. And then they do a Cornflake Girl uh, cover as well that I really like. Uh, you know, So if you're interested in Legion and you enjoyed the second season, you should go check out this album. Uh, I think it's called Songs from Legion. It's always blue. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're listening to. Uh, comics, uh, there's been a lot of different comics out. Uh, I know we never do it justice, but Oral's here, so hopefully he can help us, uh, you know, mention the, 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 the best of the books. Let me put this yoke on. Oh, girl. He, keep in mind, everybody, he's smiling, so he likes it. He likes the attention. He does, actually. It's true. Uh, <laughs> this isn't going to be a round robin thing, but what we will do is, as, as is our tradition, we will talk indie, Marvel, and DC, all as separate sections, and... Pretty much anybody who's got something can just jump in. Jump on in. Uh, let's start with Indy. And by Indy, we mean anybody who's not Marvel in DC, which really right now is a still a healthy proportion of the market, but not like, you know, more than what, 20%. It's it's still relatively, you know, com- small comparatively. Um, I have nothing. What do you guys think? What, what's, what's good? Warren Ellis has come out with a new book called Cemetery Beach, which is really hard to explain, but think. Another world, prison planet, trying to escape. Um, there are some twists. Really cool. He drew a line in the sand and put out all release dates for seven issues. Because you know Warren Ellis, he'll give you a solid three issues. Then the rest of them may come out by monthly. What was that book quarterly. he did with Ben Templesmith? Oh God! The, the detective procedural. Oh, was it like they never finished ever? Ten thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars. No, something else. Uh, what about Doctor Sleepless? Yeah. What about there's so many books. Anyway, there's so many. But that came out. That was that was a lot of fun. There's a book called Crowded from Image that I really like, which is about like this sort of um, the hustle economy, um, and in a world where you have apps like Uber or like Grubhub. There's an app for um funding assassinations. So say somebody has wronged you, if you work up enough money, you can get somebody to go and assassinate them. But just like GoFundMe, you can also do a like a defend me 
app, and it's it's really cool to see the story. Um, a lot of queer people in it. Wow. Yeah. Well, not I shouldn't say a lot, but queer representation is there. Because Warren Ellis isn't like I would. Oh, no, never... no, not Cemetery Beach. Crowded. Oh, sorry, yeah. she switched. Okay, I was gonna say Warren Ellis doesn't normally write a lot of queer characters, but who, so who's doing Crowded? Do you remember? I the... not remember. Who but is is Image? Image. Okay. Crowded. I heard good things about both uh, books. Uh, anybody else have any indie books? Um, so I've been following Power Rangers fairly closely. Um, Shattered Grid just finally ended. Um, it ended in a very Power Rangers-esque uh, fashion. Uh, power of friendship, blah, 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 love. Um, but what's super interesting is it has completely changed the landscape of the Power Rangers um, timeline and story. Um, because now you have the original Power Rangers team with a fuck ton of future knowledge. Um, Zordon, Rita, um, so things are about to get very interesting to see how, how it progresses. Um, I believe there is, it was, or are they starting a new book or is it going to pick up? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, so it's going to pick up. What I'm, I'm not mistaken. What I'm excited about is they, um, are also going to have a spinoff, uh, from Shattered Grid with, um, the Ranger Slayer. And a couple of other time displaced characters. Um, so yeah, it's good stuff. It's definitely pick it up if you've been uh, reading it. Um, it's been a it's been a nice little event. I usually don't follow events this closely, but it's been fun. All right, no other indie books. Let's move on to DC. I don't know. There's no particular order here. Um, what do you think about Mister Miracle? Mister Miracle is heartbreaking. Isn't it though? It and, is and amazing, like the best thing they so much. I Ugh. this entire time you're trying to like piece it all together. And the last Don't tell don't spoil no, it. No, no, no. The yeah. last three issues have given you major connecting points. And so, you know, coming up to this like terrible, awful decision, realizing that they find a solution to that is great. And then the third shoe drops and you're like, well, fuck me. And it, regardless of what happens, that man is going to come out of it broken. Did you, without spoiling what happens, think, oh shit, of course I, I should have thought. I didn't. Okay, because I had that after. I was like, uh, are you talking about the end of the last episode when they reveal the... The big behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not. So if you go back to Morrison's Mr. Miracle, uh-huh. there's a not similar gimmick, but there is a gimmick. Okay. Like, there's a thing. And I don't know that this is it either. But By the way, this may not be right, but it's probably. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. But nevertheless, God, God, like Tom King, and we'll talk about Batman as well here, uh... Seriously, he just—he's so good, mm-hmm. and he's so young as a comic book writer. He's not young as a writer, but just to come out of like being a fan of the medium and being an avid fan on podcasts and just following everything, and then just to come out swinging I, for the fences. Just ah, uh. the two things that I always say about Tom King are one, he will go down as one of the greatest Batman writers of our time, and two. He will go down as one of the greatest comic book writers of our time. I completely agree with you on that. Very rarely do you see you see it in Capes. Um, Donnie Capes 
is phenomenal. I know, right? We'll get to him in Marvel for yeah, sure. For but sure. When you think about, um, and I love Charles Soule. Charles yeah. Soule can write a mean story, of course. But there are some people who who caught lightning in a bottle. Charles Soule, Donny Cates, Tom King. Those are some brilliant people. Amen. And now let's talk about Batman. Damn. <laughs> so what I love about Batman is even though is we the bat dick. We'll get bat to, dick. Oh yeah, I forgot about we'll, that we'll get, bat dick. We'll get Bruce to the bat Wang. dick. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wang. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Well, let, let's let's. So we're gonna come to that because of course, how could we not, right? But let's talk about Batman proper. And Tom King is writing this as well. I didn't know what he was going to do after the whole Catwoman marriage thing. That felt very like, all right, cool. This is a nice, but nope, he keeps on going. He's got another 50 plus issues. And this lovely, like, pairing with uh, Nightwing, reuniting the original dynamic duo and having all of these cool moments from history and like the, you know, the sort of jokey, chummy, uh, I mean, pun intended or word intended there like from the 66 series brought in and embroidered into the modern batman is is just so beautiful like and so well done like it's not ham-handed at all and and this last issue there's a shocking cliffhanger like big potentially potentially it's comics here let's not go too crazy but potentially like altering to the bat family here it's just a huge cliffhanger it is from this point on nightwing is going to be a different book um it do you know this do you do you have inside no, knowledge? It's just what they've told us is that there is fallout don't know how it's gonna be handled but you know that things won't be the same for that character i mean it's and it's interesting that Batman, that T- Tom King is also writing the Heroes in Crisis, which I've read. Oh, oh my God! Good. Yes, but I will tell you this: everyone's going in thinking one thing. It's worse than that. And really, it is. It's good. It's really good. The closest thing I can liken it to, without being hyperbolic, is. It gives you identity crisis. I was just about to say, if it's an identity crisis level thing, yeah, I'm I'm on board. So that's the new event for DC. Yeah, is here as a crisis. It's a crisis, but it's not the uh, cosmic level crisis. It's more of a personal, character driven crisis. Oh, okay, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, the yeah. synopsis is that there's a place called Sanctuary that heroes can go for medical attention, but it's not just medical attention. It's psychological counseling because they deal with all of these terrible things, the darkest parts of humanity and beyond, and it it has an effect on people. Right. And um, that might manifest in their powers or it might manifest in how they're able to react to situations. But there has been a murder. And it's more complicated than that. And it's it's very... it, It completely... You know how like some stories will give you like here's an issue and it could topple everything. Yeah. Um, but you have to find like the root of the cause. The entire system has been ripped out and you've got to figure out what the fuck happened and no one's going to see it coming. And it is. I'm so excited for Wednesday. I, 
Also, oh, that's this one's. Okay, yeah. so when this comes out and this airs, it will have come out. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm so excited. So, and again, Tom King drew some of this from his own experiences working with the CIA, being overseas in Iraq and dealing with post-traumatic stress himself and seeing it in many other people he knew. So, like, I love that grounding. Like, same thing with Mr. Miracle. Like, these are stories that are grounded in life. And in real emotions and drama and relationships and life-changing events through a superhero lens. And that's the best comics, I think. So I'm so happy he's a writer there. I'm just, I'm so excited. Uh, any other DC? I don't, I mean, there's other stuff going. Oh, Superman, Bendis. How? So <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis is getting a little over uh, uh, eclipsed, let's say, by some of this what's going on. But, like, his Superman and his action comics aren't bad. Not bad. They're really very not bendisy or at least they weren't at first and i think still that he's finding an interesting you know first five issues of band of steel yeah that wasn't very bendis. no it wasn't and now we're straight up bendis it's it's a lot more bendis <laughs> and that's okay though because his dialogue is so good he's got such a good rhythm at times yeah but i agree i think you said earlier that, that there can be a bit of a superman being a little stilted a little I don't know. The problem I have with Bendis is that he doesn't care about the nuances of story. He cares about the nuances of dialogue. And so you get really great interactions with people, but it it he kind of, he's he's an iconoclast. And sometimes that's really great and dynamic and sometimes you get a really like bombastic story where the stakes are so high you realize nothing matters because either you win or you lose and if you lose everyone's fucked but if you win everyone's fucked so well he's said it very clearly and he's written a book about like interesting stories are people getting fucked fucked over like it's not exciting and interesting when everybody's having a great time yeah no, no, no i don't want that but, but yeah I, I know what you're saying there, there is certainly a story beat thing where you feel like there's something there and then he's like no nah, it's not it I don't know. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes not. Any other DC thoughts? Uh... All right. Let's... Bat Dick. Oh yeah, we did say we talking about Bat Dick. Or, or which does everybody have their copy because they're going to be collector's editions. I do. Is there any more in the store? Hi. Can you? Can this you... is a comic shop. How can I help you? Can you help us out? Oh, I. Good morning. I just want to know if you had any more copies of that Batman Dam, and thus. I pretend that I am in the early 20 minutes of pool running where people ask me if I want to sponsor the first Jamaican bobsled team. (laughs) (laughs) So did they really go off the shelves? Is it been really that crazy? Oh, 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 please. Let me tell you, we ran out. I we bought forty copies. Say ten went in folders, so we had like thirty for the show. Uh huh. Wednesday night we had maybe seven, and no one thought. No, people knew, but it's a seven dollar book. So oh Jesus, who's doing this book? Um, Azarello and Bermejo. 
Oh, okay, it's that one. Okay. So it's magazine size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. I like how big it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it'll fit in my box. Oh my god! Evidently, I pay seven dollars for it. It didn't fit in our box. Uh, he dropped off a resume, <laughs> and I'm gonna get arrested for sexual harassment. Ah! <laughs> Thirst hire. Uh, Thirst hire. I though I'm not in charge of hiring, and I have already said. Probably a good fit. Can't work here. Can't do it. <laughs> so they did announce that in future printings, there will be no bat dick. Because they buckled under pressure and they killed their entire line. I mean, they didn't kill it, but... So the great thing about DC's Black Label is that anything could happen. We saw Batman naked. That is so far out of the realm of possibilities. It makes you realize that this is something um, closer to reality. This, there are stakes. Who else could we see can naked? Happen. But you know what that means? It means that they buckle to censorship, and that no matter how bombastic they want to make story, it just becomes injustice. Ugh. So, who is Batman or Bruce Wayne sleeping with here? Well, no, he's not sleeping with oh, anyone. Just, just, you just see him naked. Hanging out in the back cave naked. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Um, but, well. The Joker is dead. This is not as well. The Joker is dead. All signs lead to Batman. Um, If Batman has killed Joker, he may have damned his soul to hell. Because, you know, murder is something as like one of those unforgivable sins, but not just murder. It's Someone who may or may not have been sick, not may or may not have been in full faculties. And he did it out of like vengeance and cold blood. And even if he didn't, his soul may be damned to hell anyway, because Batman's done some really fucked up things. And so John Constantine, along with Dead Man and Katana, are these extra characters in it, and I'm I'm totally digging it. Well, alright, I'd love to read it, but I guess I'll have to just you know, borrow a copy mm. and see the de- the bat peen. Eric's got it. Eric's. Oh, okay. Well, of course he does. So, any other DC? DC? Oh, also, oh. that book is going for upwards of 40 plus dollars. No luck. shit. Good luck. God damn it. It's always the books you don't anticipate. So, Marvel. Hi, good evening. Um, I just, where are you located again? Oh, here. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, by any chance, do you have any of those, um, what is it, Batman Dan? My husband was talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Most people say, you know, you can't believe Jamaica, we got a bobsled <laughs> All right. Marvel Comics has gotten better overall, I think, a little bit. And one of the writers that's done it is Donny Cates. Yes. So I know my favorite book right now, mostly, is Cosmic Ghost Rider of all books. Of course it is. Cosmic Ghost Rider is a fun romp that reminds you that the 90s were absolute trash and we should all make fun of them. Exactly. (laughs) That is exactly right. Yeah, that's 100% fair. So you've got Frank Castle from Thanos, the book uh, about uh, Thanos going to kill his uh, older self 
time travelly wibbly wobbly timey wimey. It's only from the last arc Thanos wins. From the last arc Thanos wins that Donnie Cates also wrote. And from Thanos Annual. That's right. And uh, they did a special one-off thing, too, that was a tie-in, sort of. That was the annual. Oh, that was the annual? Oh. Yeah, where Cosmic Ghost Rider told stories. No, more recently, though. Didn't they have one more recently? They Thanos like Legacy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Legacy. Was he in that? Was... Yes, uh, briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, long story short. That's a corpse. Frank Castle gets real old, becomes a Ghost Rider, Becomes a herald for Galactus, becomes a herald for Thanos, because things happen. And he time travels because he wants to kind of stop Thanos and uh, kidnaps baby Thanos. So now you have this, the misadventures of Ghost Rider Frank Castle, cosmic Ghost Rider Frank Castle, and baby Thanos, who also then time travels and becomes the Thanos Punisher. Sort of, kind of. He just he just shows up at the end of the issue because Cable and the Guardians of the Galaxy are trying to stop the Ghost Rider from raising baby Thanos. So Cable body slides by like a hundred at the end of it. He keeps on going. He keeps on surviving and going back and recruiting more and more heroes to come back and kill the Ghost Rider. And he can't. And then eventually the last person to basically just decimate Cable is Thanos grown up as the Punisher. And the cable jokes are hilarious. The Guardians references are hilarious because, like, you've got Howard the Duck, Juggernaut. Juggerduck. 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 <laughs> um, Rocket, uh, Iron Rocket or Iron Groot. Yep. Rocket Raccoon wearing a suit made out of Groot. I mean, go back and just read the, that issue. It's insane and amazing and ridiculous. He's At- ducking unstoppable. <sighs> And none of it matters. Jesus. None of it matters. So many people, all... so many people bitched on fucking line about about that, like that one panel, and they're all fucking. And it's just like, have you not read this book? Like, obviously you haven't read this book because this book is just anything and everything that's ridiculous. Fucking Uatu is back. Uatu's dead. Right. Right. Exactly. And and hilarious. So this is what I love about Marvel now. They don't give a fuck. They're doing this book. They're doing the Multiple Man book, which is totally irreverent and fucking with X-Men continuity. Multiple Man number three. Uh, was it number three? Four. Four? Five? No. Four. I think it's four. Yeah, it's yeah. five. I, I thought it was only a five-issue yeah, series, four. but it didn't say to be concluded. Six. This issue just, by the end of it, it all fucking wrapped in on itself, and my head hurt by the end of it, and I still I have no idea where the fuck it's going to go. I love it, though. It's been good. You've got Thor... Uh, the end of time fighting Wolverine Phoenix. Fuck that bullshit. <laughs> Old man Phoenix can go suck a dick. Oh, was it bad? No. It's... You don't like it? Old <laughs> man Phoenix can suck a dick. I said what I said. By now, he probably has. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, like... With flaming claws. It's, uh... it's a no, no, but this is the thing. I said what I said. I mean, you know him and Hercules. Mm. The fucking hole in him with that Mjolnir fucking put in him. You can suck a dick. Cosmic Berserker. Fuck that bullshit. I just think I don't get the worm though. I don't get the interlude. I hate the art, by the way. Oh, Honestly, I don't like the art. I don't like the art. I don't like I hate that art. Oh, I don't I hate that painting hit or style. Miss. Hit or miss. I don't like it. Do you know who has impressed the hell out of me lately? Uh Olivetti. He is on a book now, and I used to hate him. 
so much. I hated his painterly style. It was just so stilted. And whatever he is doing now, and I cannot remember which book it is, it looks fantastic. It's so good. He has changed his style 100%, and it is so, so improved. All right. So that shit doesn't matter. It's all zany, crazy, fun, whatever. What about X-Men Extinction? I was a little upset the first issue. I'm upset that Cable's going to stay dead. Oh, yeah, no, he did. I know. <laughs> I, I, that makes me sad. That makes me upset. Because the new X-Force is going to have fucking young Cable. Yeah, no, Cable that makes me very upset. Well, it's... remember, Cable's, Cable's a time traveler. so I know, but it still makes me sad. It, well, They it... did it that way they, when they got the rights back. They can cast a young actor in and keep that franchise going. But I guarantee you Cable's that Cable's not a young. It doesn't matter. It's stupid. He's a grizzled. oh. The one thing I do I will say about that I didn't say about Multiple Man real quick. I loved because it basically explained issue one and all of the incarnations like the the Deadpool Madrox and um, Cloak Madrox and all that. I did love that they popped into like X Men twenty ninety nine. They popped into like Days of Future Past. They popped in, and then they popped into the Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix. Oh, and Red and Slim were there, and it was like I'm looking for the X Men, and then it's like the X Men have been dead, right, Red? And I'm like, oh, as he's got a gun to Cable's head, I'm like, mm. so sweet. I love that like, the Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix has made appearances in like three different. Books. I know it's fantastic because that was that's one of the highlight of the '90s. I feel like that was one of the coolest things. Come on, Lob Bill, was that him? Yes, <laughs> well, of course it was. Awesome. If you like Scott Lobdell and you want to read more about or hear more about, rather, I, I, I promoted this on Comic Book Bears the other night, too. Pat and special guest Jay a- Abbott did a fantastic interview with Scott Lobdell. And, like, I've had other people message me and they're like, this is amazing. How did you get him? And, oh, my God, this was so awesome. Like they all because we're Facebook friends. Well, that helps, but no, like they really loved the interview. Oh, good. So it was a good interview. Like if you want to, <laughs> it was hear, like a fourteen-hour interview. It was a. I was like Scott. We just need like forty-five minutes of your time. Two and a half hours later, but he was. Ne- I want to talk to you about the Fantastic Four. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that was Stanley <laughs> on his deathbed. Ooh. Oh, no. he's a robot now. I, no, I, okay, this is gonna sound terrible. I don't wish for the death of Stanley. But when Stanley does shuffle off this mortal coil, there will be such wailing and gnashing of teeth. Oh, my God. And I will say he did a lot. It is sad. Let's keep it moving. He hasn't written anything good in about 20 plus years. More than that. I was being generous. I was going to say. The man is infirm. <sighs> he is. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but no. Yeah, I said it. And I said it again. He, uh, he, yeah, he's a patron of comics. But. If you want to go check that interview out, you now can go according back. to Jack Kirby. Well, <laughs> so. I wasn't. I didn't want to go. Who there. pulled out the Ouija board? Thunderstruck. <laughs> Do you know what I love? This um, Eric Powell did Satan Sodomy Baby too, and they're trying to like he's trying to get Jack Kirby to come back to like defeat Trump and everyone like that, and he's like, no, like I'm you know I'm here now. I've died. I've made peace, and they're like. Stanley's taking all the credit for like Spider-Man. He's like, that son of a bitch! And he comes back there. So wait a minute. Is this like Eric Powell from the Goon, Eric yeah. Powell? <laughs> what is this book? I don't know Satan this. Satan Tommy, maybe. I'll see if I can dig you up. Holy one. crap. So many. I love that you just like slipped that all in. You're like, Satan Tommy, baby. No. I, 
how do I not? How has nobody told me about this? I, we had literally hundreds of copies. I didn't even see it on the shelves. I was shuffling it well, like literally, like I was in an old school steam engine locomotive, just shuffling stayed inside <laughs> me, baby. Oh my god, this is so good. So my partner was turning the dials, trying to get the steam just right. Excalibur, gotta Excalibur. make it to Chattanooga in the next two hours, or we lose our bonus, babe. <laughs> Extinction, not agenda. Extinction. Uh, I don't know. They're gonna get rid of the uh, young X Men. I think. Well, that's, that's I mean, maybe. eventually, but I mean, as blue and gold end, gold ended on such a weird note. Because gold was is weird. Gold is a. Shit I mean, book. it was a. It's not a shitty book. Gone. But like it was, I get why it ended the way it did, but it was such a weird way to end it. Yeah. Like. We've done our job. This one woman has her faith restored in us that we're not mutants or heroes. We are people. And I was like, that was a feel-good moment. And then she's like, is he going to make it? And he's like, I don't know. The end. And I was like, oh, okay. But Blue was like the fucking, like, this is the goodbye issue. Everybody say goodbye. And then, I mean, we still have one more issue of it, but it's like, We've all changed so much. And then you like, fast forward 20 years, like, we're still here. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's valley, who's in extinction. Huh? It's all about the t- 20 years in the future. Like, that's where, like, Cable's thing, like, it's, okay. the, it's the original five brought to the future got 20 it. years from now. Got it, got it. Because, and then, wait, didn't somebody get their head chopped off? Um, yes, but it was somebody Angel was fighting against as possible. Oh, was it Archangel? Yes, it was Archangel. It was Archangel. Okay, Archangel I was like, I was like somebody. Off. I'm like one of the angels got their head chopped off. That's and just he's weird. Like, oh, funny story. You hear all your followers now. <laughs> so I think at one point they were promoing it, and they had a cover with like that classic Scott and Gene on the cover, and it was a mystery who that other person was with Gene. Have they answered that yet? Because I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I keep hoping this is all going to result in Cyclops coming back. We had that chance, and Gene killed him. I know, and that was bullshit. <laughs> I actually like that. Pissed me off. Fuck you. We could I be together. <laughs> Damn you, Phoenix. Never mind. No, I love the Die. fact that first she was like, "Oh, nice try, Phoenix," and then she's like, "Oh shit, that, that is him." Like, oh, I just you are dead. I the only thing I hope for in my life before I die is that Scott Summers is redeemed and brought back. In his classic form. Everybody else fucking has. No. Everybody Xavier else. has another kid no. right now, so, I mean, anything's fucking possible. Exactly. Uh, anyway, Ex- so... Xavier and Lalandra have a child. Anything is possible. When did that happen? Just Mr. now. Mr. and Mrs. X, number three. Oh, shit. I haven't read that. I was about to actually ask you if that was any good, because I haven't read it yet. It's fine. Alright. Any other X-Men books? Any other exciting things in the X-Universe? X-Men Red is good. Red is good. Astonishing yeah. has been fun. Astonishing is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love Havoc, but um, Astonishing is it. Dazzler's Fat Shaming the Beast. <gasps> Whoa! How did that get buried? That's that's. I'm like, honestly, really? Uh, you know, <sighs> she's a pop star. And she's kind of a bitch. Like, honestly, that bitch I just love how, I just love how they like, we're gonna pseudo-retcon this look. We'll let her keep the outfit, but we're gonna get rid of like the the uh the goth 
makeup part of it. Yeah. Oh, good. That I mean, that was politer than what I was going to say. So we'll go with that description. They're like, you get your long blonde hair back. And you don't look like... Yeah. You're uh-huh. dying of salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. I like the look they left her with in uh, A-Force. The faux hawk. Well, that's the look Where they're she, saying they don't like. She looked a little. She looked a little bit poppy in that one. No, the one before that was the um, uh, the, the black hair. Yeah. Where she like, shaved part of her head and then like yeah, no. The, then there was the the black like hair dye on the sink. Yes, that one not so much. The original Bendis one. Yeah. Outside yeah. of the X verse, the only other book that I and, and the stuff we already mentioned, uh, I have been enjoying Dan Slott's Fantastic Four. And I have been enjoying two in one from um, Zadarsky. Fantastic Four is amazing. I love it. I don't necessarily think that Slot's handling of what Hickman left is the best. Not what I would have maybe a little bit underwhelming in certain small parts. But I'm still happy that we have Fantastic Four. We want yeah, we're the two issues in. Yeah. Well, they dealt with a lot of stuff in it's that second mi- issue. We want the minutia. Like, what have they been doing you know, this entire time? Minutia's fine. I just don't. It, it, oh, it's Franklin running out of power, Owen getting killed. I never felt, and maybe I need to go back and reread the end of Battle World or Secret War, uh-huh. Secret Wars, plural. Um, Franklin was creating the universes out of his own like whims, or was yeah. he rediscovering them? No, he was no, creating them. Okay, recreating. so I guess that was just sort of a less whimsical than the way Slot portrayed it. Oh, it's, oh, you yeah. wanna. Uh, alternate universe with I don't know redheads. All right, we got it. Like it just felt very like too whimsical. Well, I don't know because the uh, you want one with a uh, it's infinite possibilities. A narcissistic uh, fish warrior that's scantily clad with pointy ears. <laughs> there we go. It's a, it took me a second and then uh, and then when it was it Sue was like think about it to read. I was like oh that's yeah. right. Um, mother daughter. No, there's there is a universe out there. If if infinite, if there is an infinite number of universes, there is a universe where we are all sentient ice cream. I get that. I do. I I get that. I Delicious. Know. It was fun. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm happy it's all coming back, and we're gonna get the the team back together. And it's not just the four. It's like everybody and their brother. Um, any other Marvel though? I mean, Marvel's. Just- it's been doing all right. It's been getting better. A little the bit Avengers better. are now living in a dead celestial ice mountain. Yep. Why not? Um, they Black have Panther new, is the new leader. Yep. They have a new chairperson, good, which good. is cool. Oh, chairperson. I'm sorry. Um, and Infinity Wars is <gasps> yes. super weird. It is. And which led into Infinity Warps, which is going to start coming out. And I want to talk about that. I'm glad you mentioned that because this feels like. I'd like to talk to you about Squarespace. <laughs> and Squatty Potty. <laughs> no, no. This feels like poopery. Age of Apocalypse. Is this not another and, and Secret Wars to some extent? Like, oh, how, I wouldn't call it that. It's not going to be that big of a line wide. No, it's it's a couple of titles. It's a couple of like two shots and maybe like one four series issue. Do you remember? There's the like big the, main event. There's like six or seven different titles. Yeah, but I mean, because all the main characters that were there that got it's well, no, so then it has to be an even number because it's two. It's two and one. Yeah, but it's not. It's not a, like a universe wide event. Well, no, They're we're not, not going to see all titles. of that. Yeah. Okay. No. We're going to see like was it Spider Man Punisher? Iraq Knight. No, Iraq Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, oh, Moon Knight. That's right. Captain America. Doctor Strange. Yeah. So Gamora. Soldier, I'm sorry. Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. 
Gamora Soldier Supreme naturally. Gamora basically did what her father did by eliminating half of life in existence. She just did it differently. But I don't understand why. Yeah. Like it was very weird. Why? To to for a thematic, you know, similarity. No, and and like if there was a, a if I saw a point to it. If there was a problem, yo, you'd solve it. Check out my hook while my DJ revolves it. Ice, ice, baby. Too calm. <laughs> so, so she wouldn't intend on it. Like, it just. It's that weird. It's she, what just happened. It's she just had the stones that. and then she had the stones. Oh, and she was trying to, like. It's a problem when you don't grasp the power that you have and you kind of make a faulty wish that then leads to. Doctor Strange and Steve Rogers becoming one person. Or Moon Knight and Spider-Man becoming one person. Or Thor and Iron Man. Or <laughs> oh, X-23 yeah. and Scarlet Witch. No, no, no. My favorite? Weapon it's Hex is your favorite. Wolverine. Oh. It's, it's, isn't it White Patch? Wolverine and, and uh, Emma Frost. Oh. Patch and Emma Frost. That Cena Grace is going to get to write in one of the upcoming Warp titles. I'm very excited about that. I'm thrilled that that is a thing. I want to see like Wolverine using his body and sort of being very, you know, Emma Frost. That's fine, but this event makes no sense. No, it's stupid, but it's comics. So, you know, we're used to it. It's like what if, if they weren't relaunching what if for like like a miniseries. It's like the Amalgam (laughs) universe. That's exactly what it reminded me of. And I think that's intentional. So, oh, does that worked out really well for people. <laughs> Listen, it was still cool. It was cool. It was we needed of... the money. <laughs> DC and Marvel needed the money. Duh. So, uh, yeah, Infinity Wars is interesting. It is, it is, it's just a dumb event, and it's not stopping lines, and things are moving on, and it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Not that bad. All right, what else? Is Anything it else? is it fine? It's fine. This is all. This is fine. Everything is fine. Okay. Captain Even... America wearing hoodies. Trying to fight the injustice of the world. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
a Ta-Nehisi. What? Oh, I haven't, I haven't been reading it. Oh, is it oh yeah, Ta-Nehisi Coates. The Ta-Nehisi Coates, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. Black is Black Panther, I really love. Intergalactic. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Steve Rogers is in Wakanda. He's seeking out the help of the Black Panther for yep. uh, in that issue, in that series. Doctor Strange took a fucking turn, which I'm kind of happy about. Because the first, what are we on, five issues? It's, yeah, the, the fifth issue just came out. In space. And it's been weird. And now it's not weird, but it's going to be even weirder. Yeah. And I'm just glad that the ghost dog is still there. Oh, I am too. That Yay. was such a nice addition. Because. Donnie Cates. Another at, Donnie Cates edition. At the end of the issue, the ghost dog is back. And he goes, can I ask a question? Why do you keep referring to the sorcerer as Stephen Strange? And then it pans out. And Stephen Strange is telling him the story. Yeah. So there's another Stephen Strange that's out there kicking fucking ass. That issue when he started fucking like just going buck nutty. And he's like, all right, I'm just, there was no, no enchantments, no, no, by the hoary hosts of what, just bitch came out. He's like forged a fucking sword. And the little, the needle var troll thing was like, Oh, the the was it the Steven sword or the strange sword or whatever? And he's like, it's not a sword, it's a scalpel. And he fucking just cut open reality onto the onto the ship that uh, what's her name was on, Kana. Kana, I'm sorry, that was Inuyasha. Never mind. <laughs> and then he's fucking like Kagome. I was like, this is actually becoming something interesting to read. And then the ghost dog was there, and I was like, wait a minute, what happened? No, we'll see. I like that though. Um. Also, Spider-Geddon is coming. Oh yeah. I don't care. Jump on Spider-Geddon. Yeah. Go for Everything it. Everything old is new. Again. Christos Gage. Lots of Christos Gage. Keep buying these issues for a first appearance of a new Spider character that they'll beat like a dead horse. <laughs> it's the one from the PS4 game. Oh Jesus, gross! The All dead right. horse from the PS4 game. Spider horse. I don't have the game yet. I'm so busy. What else? Spider Pig. Comics? Spider Pig. Oh, That was it. Alright, we hit all the comics. If you like comics and you have a favorite recommendation you want to share with us, please do. On Facebook, on the social media, flameonshow.com. And to wrap things up, as we always do, let's do our one-ups for the week. Things that are giving us life. You remember or this time. Or the month. I'm proud of you. Shh, listen. My memory is not consistent, but uh, thankfully today, alcohol has helped. Who wants to go first? Not me. I will. BJ, what's your one-up for the week? Uh, The PS4 Spider-Man game. Well, that was a very quick reference. (laughs) Callback. It was, it was really, it's really, really good. It's, uh, it's done by Insomniac. It's, uh, they have finally managed to balance a game where swinging around town is fun and the combat system is fucking out of this world. Um, it's got its own continuity. Uh, you're kind of rediscovering the characters. Peter, instead of being a like college student or high school student that doesn't have his life together, he's a full-grown adult that doesn't have his life together. Um, there's also some really cool points in the game where you get to play as Mary Jane, um, who's a reporter for the Daily Bugle, and there's uh, some really cool stealth missions. Um, just about every villain is in the game. Um, sans like two or three of them. And is the spot there? Actually, I think there's a reference. He like, like the references in the games are ridiculous because there's a there's a, a tokens you can get which you use to update your gear and everything. 
Um, uh, but there's tokens you can get for uh photography, um, actual sci. There's like science experiments that you have to science missions that you have to do. Um, there's a uh, <laughs> there's there's a uh, taskmaster uh pops up. Oh, I love taskmaster. Yeah, so he pops up. Um. And then there's also a point in the game where you get to play as Miles Morales, um, sans powers, and I'm only about um, I'm about sixty percent through the game. I'm sorry, you said sans powers. Sans powers. Sans San powers. Yeah. San power. San. San power. Um, and in a lot of ways, the game is kind of like a reimagined origin story for Miles Morales. Peter's That's cool. just kind of hanging out at, in a couple of chapters of the game. Um. But yeah, no, it's it's honestly it's it's absolutely the story is engrossing. Um the character models are fantastic. Um the awkward moments between Mary Jane and Peter are cringy just enough uh to find it funny. But uh yeah, no, it's really good. Um uh, the gadget system is a lot of fun too. There's nothing quite like putting a web trip mine down um to stealth take out a handful of enemies. Uh Mr. Negative's great. As an antagonist. Oh, I like Mr. Negative. Yeah. He, uh, Martin Lee is a really, really good character. Um, Very good. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I definitely suggest picking that up. Oral. Um. So, my one up was going to be Kate Bush, but I forgot we were doing what you're listening to. So, here it is. This is a little, like, self-referential. I recently got a newer car. Which is great. It looks lovely. Thank you. Because Shitty Shitty Bang Bang literally <laughs> gave up the ghost. Um, I used to drive a 2005 Saturn Ion. And NPR once called it a rolling sarcophagus. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, but now I'm driving this like Mazda CX-5. and uh, Is it SUV crossover? Uh-huh. What's great so about it butch. is that I, I know. I my car was so old that it didn't have a tape deck because they had phased those out, so it only had a CD player. But it didn't have an auxiliary port. So like me listening to music in my car now is one of the like greatest things and podcasts. So like there's uh uh uh. Also, I treated myself and bought new sunglasses. Delightful. Because I've never had prescription sunglasses before, and they'll be here soon. And now I can walk out into. The blistering sun that is Florida year-round mm. and not have to squint. So that's those are my one-ups. And what else did you get as a oh. congratulations on your new car? And then... Besides your friend kicking the tires for good luck and throwing change in your thank car? Thank you. I also got Peppa LaBeja, which is my fan that has Skeletor and He-Man voguing on it. And it gives me so much life. And I didn't have it, not this past Friday, but the Friday before that, because I left it at home. And my friend was really mad because he's like, how do you not bring this fan that I can see? And I'm like, girl, I'm sorry. Well, actually, he was straight. Nice. And um, I'm totally going to I'm totally gonna show it to him. Good. Amongst other things. Eric? Eternia is burning. Eternia is burning. So I was a little tardy to the party on this. Oh, and- oh. Um, on free comic book day. <laughs> that was all oh, wow. I'm sorry to <laughs> activate the PTSD. Oh, Jesus. What um, have you done? Sanctuary. <laughs> get him to sanctuary. Um, I had purchased the first three uh, graphic novels of I Hate Fairyland. 
and I finally read them. And I really enjoyed that story. You mean the only three? <laughs> oh, did it stop? Yeah, it was only three. Oh, okay. Now you're I just it was in time a... for Bully Wars. Oh. I thought it was going to be an ongoing Wait a minute. No, no, there's four. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it didn't say the end. No, no there no, was no, more there than four. 15. Yeah. 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 But so. it, it's a, it ends on a, a really great note. Good. Yeah, I liked it. Very subversive. Yes, Pat. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out for a friend of mine that I actually got to meet when I went up to Chicago. Uh, His name is David Collins. He is a part-time independent author. Uh, He has one book out right now called Gay Bash, which is right next to Oral underneath one of my wigs. Uh, So that uh, that is his first book. He is currently finishing up edits on his second book, which is called Summerdale. Um, it is, a, I believe, a murder mystery that takes place in Andersonville in Chicago. Uh, when I got to meet him, it was at Andersonville Art Week at the uh, their little pop-up like HQ where they had vendors set up and selling their stuff. And um, Somerdale is actually the street next to the one that the art festival headquarters was on. Um, so it's actually... Uh, I'm going to get through finishing that and then get ready for Somerdale, which should be coming out hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Uh, he said he got the final edits from uh, from the publisher, so that will be hitting uh, online and like Kindle and uh, the electronic medium uh, probably within the next couple of weeks. You can go to davidjcollins.com and check out the stuff that he has and order your copy there. And um, the other thing is a book, a manga that Aaron got because he knew that one of the bears. Would end up buying it, Oral read it, and then made sure that, told me that I had to buy it. Girl, how was it? I enjoyed it, very much so. It was so delightful. Mm -hmm. It's called My Brother's Husband by Jingoro Tagame. I might have butchered the hell out of that, but we'll go with it. Um, And it's the story of uh, this guy and his young daughter, um, and... On, I want to say, is it the anniversary of the brother's death or around the time? No, it's just, like, it's just, like it's a, just like random. A month later. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. His brother's husband just kind of shows up on his doorstep and uh, it goes through kind of how he deals with it and the unaccepting nature of the Japanese for homosexuality and how someone so young as his daughter, who's not even 10. Yeah, like seven, eight years old, yeah, I want to say. Eight, eight years old, I believe. Yeah. Um, how she has such an open mind and how, like, basic, like, human rights and basic human, like, nature is just common sense to her. Yeah. Where the adults have all basically become so anti, like, that, that you know, that... Uh, He's a bad influence. He's a, yeah, a bad influence. Yeah. Like the fact that people can think that way without ever having met the person, um, and she kind of helps him to see that a bit. It doesn't always help. Like it'll, he'll kind of have those moments of breakthrough, and then something will happen, and it, he just kind of goes back to kind of feeling that way. And it, it was very sweet. The uh, it's a pretty quick read. I love the daughter. The daughter is like you're right. The daughter is like the best part of that thing. I did enjoy the fact when uh when Mike the uh the brother's husband uh saw the the picture of uh his brother-in-law and niece and the uh, and the niece's mom 
Eddie thought that she was dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought that too. And they were like, mom's here. And I'm like, oh, she's not dead. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, no, but it was very cute. And I, it ended in a very interesting way for volume one. So, but part two is coming. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how that, uh, that, that pulls together. The art's cute. They draw Mike so adorably. I love when when he gets out of the when the the dad gets out of the uh, the bath and uh, she's like she's like can I touch it she's like you're so hairy and she's like Mike's hairy all over I was like oh <laughs> I'm like this just goes to show you how how foreigners are <laughs> are sometimes viewed well you shouldn't be so hairy <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed that so much too and it's especially interesting because Mike is a otaku. And uh, getting to go to Japan, even though he is unfortunately having to go because his, you know, his husband's passed away, for him is you know bittersweet. Well, no, it's not because his husband passed away. He did it for his husband well, no, because he, yeah, right, he right. he wanted to go and see. What I meant is, it's it, yeah, it's bittersweet that he's not able to go with his his husband. So I will uh, be going to Japan myself very soon, and uh, my one up is oh, bitch. listen. I am 40, almost two. I studied Japanese in college, like, you know, you studied Asian culture, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm a otaku as well in many ways. And this is a dream come true, and it's also for my job. So uh, I'm very excited. I'm very scared in a lot of ways, because even though I know a lot about the culture and language, I'm still, you know, just petrified that I'm going to do something stupid and offensive and you know scare people i don't know don't be stupid or offensive uh, well, you know me bring your voice down <laughs> put ah. the money in the tray don't hand it to people you'll be good to go it, I, you're, you're moving from civilization to civilization no, I know. i'm sure you'll figure it don't out don't go into the suicide forest and record it and laugh and make jokes i looked yeah, it up no it's no. not that far you i could should, actually do you it you should not do that because <laughs> that is the quickest bj told way. me i should to um, display yourself as the trash person you BJ, are. BJ, you told me I should go. And look at your YouTube I mean, channel I told cancels. you you should go, but not film it. Oh, you yeah, you'll, say that. You'll just lose millions of your followers. Is that what happened? And money from yeah. uh, YouTube revenue. Yeah. So I've been actually watching, so this is a sort of a secret uh, backdoor uh, one-up, if you will. Abroad uh, in Japan is a YouTuber, Chris, who does all these great videos. He's a British expat in Japan fascinating because he delves into the culture he's got great editing instincts he's fun personality and he's done some cool stuff so i've been very much enjoying that but i uh uh, this is a one-up that's interactive if you have been in japan if you have uh, studied any asian culture and you have a recommendation i would really appreciate you letting us know uh you know you can email me brian at flameonshow.com post it on facebook tumblr twitter instagram wherever you find us flameonshow.com let me know where should I go? What should I do? Uh, bear in mind that I will be very close by and near around Tokyo for most of it. So anything around there, I have a long list, but I'm always happy to entertain additional recommendations and I will be posting pictures. Uh, I will probably take over flame on show, at least on Instagram at some point uh, and post those. Uh, so yeah, check it out. But uh, I'm very excited. So let me know. Two last things. Um, when this episode drops, it'll be the first day of uh, DragCon New York 2018. We unfortunately will not be going as press this year, but I will be there. And um, so I'm sure that I'll be posting pictures on our Instagram. And um, 
our last episode, our microsode, was about the Great British Baking Show, which uh, was a kind of off-brand topic for us, even though we do enjoy the show as much as we do. Um, so I was kind of interested to see how that was going to go over. And because I know he enjoys it every time that we name drop him, I saw Price on Friday, who is one of our listeners. Hey, Price. <laughs> and um, one of the things he said to me on Friday night was... I'm now hooked on the Great British Baking Show. Were so, mission accomplished. So excellent. I was very happy to hear that at least somebody else has um, gone out there and checked it out and has now gotten uh, hooked on the Great British Baking Show as well. Another one joins the fold. And making it. Hopefully he likes both. Oh, I don't know. He didn't talk about that one. Damn it. That's, that's, you know. The wrong person won that show, so it doesn't matter. <gasps> he wasn't that bad. Wrong person. Oh, I said he. Sorry. Spoilers. All right. Well, if you like what we're doing, again, flamewatchshow.com, please check us out. Uh, all our other friends over at the Nerdy Show Podcast Network, uh, we definitely are excited uh, to be on our new platform, and hopefully you guys are enjoying everything that you're getting as well. Again, if you want to help us out, patreon.com slash nerdy show. Bonus content. So much bonus content. Pat's been doing an amazing job of adding in additional outtakes special moments that the rest of you listening audience may not get to experience however that time brian pooped himself listen we don't talk about that it was a sad time slightly messy but if you would go on our uh patreon.com you'll check that out and we have some interesting news coming soon hopefully that will possibly let you experience that without being a monthly subscriber so stay tuned thanks for listening we'll see you soon bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.